it struck me in a, a comical way that that you know it was the kid begging for my blood in in this sort of rapturous way. <laughs> it put me in the mind of I guess vampires. Hi, I'm Helen Pitlick, and this is Bloodworks 101, the podcast designed to inspire you to give time, money, or blood. Let it pour from the heavens, that hot, dark rain. Bloodworks is serious about saving lives through blood donation and blood research, but we don't always take ourselves too seriously. In the words of Kyle McDaniel, our regional transportation supervisor who has been with Bloodworks forever, We have to make work fun. Put the fun and functional. It helps to have a good sense of humor when you're dealing every day with the difference between life and death. This is why I'm so excited about this interview with best-selling local author Isaac Marion. Isaac's biggest claim to fame, at least in some corners of the internet, might just be a viral meme featuring one of our very own blood donation buses. I am Isaac Marion, and I'm mostly an author. I dabble in music here and there too, but no one would really know or care about that. So I kind of entered the the publishing scene in 2011. My first book came out, Warm Bodies, which um, was kind of like big. My big debut was adapted into a movie that was that was a, a big deal for a moment. What am I doing with my life? I just want to connect. Why can't I connect with people? All right because I'm dead. And then uh, I wrote a few more books in that series. And um, that's kind of what I've been doing for the last decade or so. And you are also the creator of a viral meme. I'm wondering if you can tell me about that. Like set the scene for us. How did that happen? Yeah, it's so funny to me. I mean, when you when you invited me to this, I, had, I laughed out loud and I saw the email because it was just, you know, it's kind of this thing that's been Hovering in the background of my life for years now, uh, just, it pops up once in a while. People will send it to me like, is this you? <laughs> and and I just chuckle because it's, for me anyway, apparently it's actually benefited you guys, which I never really thought about before, which is amazing because to me, it's always just, you know, this thing that I made just with no intention whatsoever that ended up, you know, it's the most popular thing I've ever done <laughs> for, for, for what it's worth, which is nothing. I've seen it on Reddit as Little Timmy, Seeker of the Blood Rain, while KnowYourMeme.com calls it by its caption. One of my colleagues calls it the Evergreen Bloodworks meme. It features a photo of one of the small donation blood buses from our Puget Sound Blood Center days. We rebranded to Bloodworks in 2015. There's a link to the meme in the show notes. I just took a picture of one of your your vans. I guess it was. I don't know if it was like the actual bus that you take the donations in, or or just an advertisement on a, on a truck. But it was a big photo mural uh, on the side of a vehicle. Uh, a little kid, sort of his arms upturned to the heavens, you know, with the giant words saying "Give blood" over his head. Which just, I totally understand what it was what the, the idea of it was. I'm sure the kid was meant to represent, you know, the recipient of a blood donation or, you know, keeping people alive and all these good things. But just the in the contrast of the imagery with the, um, this, you know, bright sunny day, this kid's on a grassy field and, and this, you know, his, his head is sort of upturned to the sky with this blissful smile on his face. And it just, it struck me in a, 
uh, a comical way that that you know it was the kid begging for my blood in in this sort of rapturous way which is just it put me in the mind of, I guess, vampires and kind of strange otherworldly events in general. So I, I took a picture of it. And the meme is just, you know, three frames of, of that same photo zooming in a little bit more each time, which for, for some reason gives it a more dramatic effect. It's the, you know, the dramatic zoom on the kid as he's begging for my blood. And I just, I wrote this little caption for it, which I don't know off the top of my head, but it's something very poetic and dramatic about, you know, let it rain from the heavens. Let it pour from the heavens, that hot, dark rain. Bathe me in red. I will drink the wine of their sacrifice. And posted it on my Tumblr. And uh, it was, you know, one of one of my few viral posts where just, you know, back then, I don't I don't even use Tumblr anymore, but but, you, you know, people could reblog a picture and it just kind of it went mildly viral on Tumblr and then someone picked it up somewhere else and it just started, it went into the, um, the circuit of, of meme sharing of all the big aggregator sites that kind of take other people's stuff and actually make money off of that. <laughs> Good for them. But, uh, it became this big, you know, well-known meme it even has an entry on the know your, know your meme page, which is kind of like the, the Wikipedia of memes. It caught me by surprise. I certainly wasn't expecting that one to be, so popular and it kind of delighted me because you know i had a couple other posts kind of go go meme before i can't even remember what they were but i know that there were a few that had kind of taken off and they i'd gotten used to them being like um you know you lose ownership of that stuff as soon as it goes out into the ether usually there's no association with you or your work or anything it's just kind of like you would think it'd be you know a big a big moment for you when you suddenly are being seen by millions of people but most of the time you're not being seen because someone else takes it and puts it on their page and, and that's the end of it. But mine actually has my name in it because it's in the caption of the, uh, the Tumblr post is Isaac Marion's big words was my account back then. So it's right there. And then actually, you know, the caption is my actual writing, which while certainly not representative of my, my fiction prose. It, uh, it is my writing. So that was cool that I actually got to be included in the, in the virality of it, which is, you know, how, how we're talking today is that my name was on there. So. For sure. My boss was like, Hey, we, why don't you reach out to Isaac for a podcast? I was like, well, how will I ever find him? Oh, wait, it's right there. This is awesome. Yeah. yeah. And so you've written a best-selling book series that was turned into a movie and clearly you're no stranger to being in the spotlight, but how was that experience different? Well, I mean, completely different because even though what I just said about how my name was attached to it. You know, technically, it, it's possible that I got a few new social media followers or something because of that. But even when your name is right in the middle of it, something about internet virality, it, it usually doesn't do anything. People will enjoy it, but they, they, they don't feel any um, motivation to then seek you out and like learn more about you or what you're doing. So like, it, it's kind of a dead end in most cases. And I've, I've heard other viral people say the same that it's like you think you're famous but it does absolutely nothing for you personally it's just people like that that image and that they don't care about who's behind it or anything so it's it's completely different than actually you know making some art or something that becomes successful because that you know that that's your life that's your career that's you get to take ownership of that and live it but internet fame is in most cases unless you you know happen to be just the right kind of person in the right place at the right time, it can leverage it somehow and like insert yourself into that fame. 
it's generally just like it's it's a fun thing that can happen and it you have to just treat it as like a an amusing diversion but it, it doesn't mean anything from a uh career perspective or or you know a, a fame perspective doesn't actually do anything even though you know probably hundreds of times more people have seen that meme than, than will ever even have heard of my book <laughs> it's by far like my, my biggest legacy but it, it doesn't matter for me but it's cool to hear that it actually did something for you guys i never really thought of it as a as an actual promotion but I was managing Bloodworks's social media at the time that the meme went live or went, you know, viral. And it was, you know, it was obviously poking fun at our marketing, um, but also raising awareness of the need for blood donation, whether intentionally or not, in a in a humorous way. And I think I mentioned to you, you know, just last week it popped up on Reddit and someone reached out to us and I saw it in a group and it brings me and it brings my fellow staff members of Bloodworks Joy every time we see it. So thank I'm, you for your service. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, um, I mean, it doesn't, it by no means is meant to to poke fun at, you know, in a negative way. It's, it's, it's sort of like promoting blood donations. There's no way to to have it not have some faint ghoulish over undertones when you're just, when you're asking for people's blood, you know, no matter how noble the cause is, it's just something that's hard to avoid from that. So it's, you know, I, I respect, you know, just taking the plunge into that. And if it happens to end up being kind of funny sometimes, I think that's, you know, all the better. It gets some more attention. I'm wondering why you think people are drawn to ghoulish things like zombies and vampires so much. Well, I mean, they're very different. Um, those are kind of the two most popular ones, I think, as far as, you know, undead, death-related kind of mythology. Um, of course, there's ghosts and stuff too, but I think there's something about vampires and zombies that is interesting, just that they are, you know, still essentially human beings in in a way, but they're just, you know, altered in such a way that they become alien and, and other in, in very different ways. But um, compared to other monsters that are just underworld beings or something that something that's not relatable, it's sort of something compelling about, you know, in vampires case, they they used to be normal people. And then now they're sort of inducted into the secret society of powerful, sinister beings. And there's something sort of seductive about that. And then with zombies, it's kind of the opposite, where it's more to me anyway, it's a tragic thing. Not, not a lot of zombie fiction seems to acknowledge the tragedy of it. It's like these are just normal people who didn't ask for this and you, you know, suddenly they have no choice, but to, you know, become a monster and kill people, whether they ever would have wanted to or not. So it's like, there's a lot to explore there and different, different fiction explores in different ways. And vast majority of zombie fiction is not sympathetic towards the zombies. They're not even really particularly interested in them. They're more just kind of like props for the human action to unfold on. They're almost more like a natural disaster kind of thing than, than people. So that was kind of, the whole thing that attracted me to that story was to to flip that and to actually be interested in in what it means to be a zombie and how that kind of would reflect on the human experience in general and kind of how it applies to to you know what it means to be human and all that stuff so it's i think it's different what attracts people to it is definitely different for everyone but i think at the core it's just that of course there are other ways you know that you can be altered from humanity but but there's something about undeath is just something that has been around throughout a lot of history i guess i never i didn't get into that topic out of you know a specific interest in the mythology or the zombie fiction in general it was just a specific story that i thought would be interesting to tell from that perspective and as kind of a vehicle to explore some of those more personal ideas my thing is a pretty intimate story it's really like 
about this one guy and the people around him who are trying to remember their humanity. And I think blood is something we all have in common. You know, it's sort of a key to the humanity. What sort of relationship do you as a writer or as a human being, I guess, have with blood? How does that play out in your work? Well, as a human being, I, I have some. I definitely <laughs> I enjoy having it. Yeah. Um, I mean, blood is kind of, it's always been like the, the kind of a symbol of, of life. It's a physical representation of what keeps us going. And you, you, it drains out of you. You're not alive anymore and, and so on. And it needs to be active. It pumps through your body to kind of, it's part of the process of being alive. And so like in case of zombies, you know, they, they have blood. It just doesn't circulate anymore. So they're, they're kind of, they're in stasis, which is sort of the, the whole theme of, of that story is, is it's like a guy trying to kind of come back to life after being sort of frozen in this gray limbo for, for however many years. And the blood is just kind of, it's, it's a fascinating substance because it's visually beautiful. I think, I mean, it's, there's, there are few things in nature that are this bright, vivid red color. And it, it kind of like, it's just this quintessential essence of, of life, which I think is fascinating. So it you know comes up throughout all kinds of different fiction and art because there's nothing else that kind of represents in such a simple, elegant way what what it means to be alive. When motion stops, you know, circulation stops, you're not alive anymore. It's kind of like by definition, you have to be in motion to be alive. So. And so you're a musician. Bloodworks is about to launch our second Musics in Our Blood campaign. So music is something we've been thinking about a lot lately. And I was very tickled to see your Warm Bodies playlist on Spotify. And so that got me thinking, and again, I'm putting you on the spot here. Do you have any favorite songs about blood that come to mind for you? Hmm. Well, I certainly never like compiled a list of top 10 blood songs before. So I don't exactly have you know a hierarchy ready to ready to go. First one that comes to mind would be the song Blood Bank by Sean Bear, uh, which is, you know, very literally about what you do. I'm sure you've heard that one, which is kind of an interesting take on, you know, kind of the, the poetic symbolism of of people's blood and how it was, how it relates to each other and stuff. I'm just impressed you had an answer right off the top of your head. So thank you. Um, <laughs> what's something that you'd want people to know about you, your work, blood, etc.? <laughs> well, um, right now, I'm I'm kind of putting the final touches on a new novel, which is the first time venturing out of that Warren Body story. Everything I've published so far has been that series, and so it's kind of my starting starting a fresh path in my writing career. That book is, you know, very different, big departure. No, no undead creatures to be found. No, no paranormal nonsense. Just the real world with one big technological twist, which is sort of it's about musicians kind of trying to. Uh, adapt to find their place in the world after this you know new internet technology has a side effect of creating noise everywhere all over the world that makes music kind of impossible so it's like much more grounded kind of personal thing and also like more more topical than post-apocalyptic society although that turned out to be pretty topical too so yeah you might have cursed <laughs> us a little bit just yeah little bit. <laughs> that's kind of been kind of a running joke with my family is because i keep I keep writing these far-fetched, you know, doomsday scenarios. And then a year later, something almost exactly like that happens in the news. They say, like, stop writing (laughs) or write good things for once. Yeah, exactly. I just can't do it. I mean, I don't have a a big message to say about blood, unfortunately. I would love to, if I had uh, (laughs) some great stinger that would lead people to donate, other than just, you should do that because it's good. But as far as me... 
follow my my stuff. <laughs> I'm not really that active on social media anymore, but if anyone's interested and in, you know, I have a website that has regular updates and the email list and ways to actually keep in touch with me. And then of course I've got Patreon too, because who, who doesn't now? I gotta, you gotta survive somehow by the generosity of others. Awesome. Well, thank you again so much. I really appreciate you taking the time to to speak with me about something a little bit random and it really (laughs) truly was a pleasure i cannot again i your meme you created something beautiful we love you at bloodworks and whether you know it or not you've been helping spread the message of the importance of blood donation so thank you that really makes me so happy because it's kind of like one of those things that for years it sort of plagued me how how just the massive disparity between how popular that was and how, and I just thought there's zero value to this, you know, made this thing that was so widely seen yet it did nothing. And that always kind of bugged me, you know, very small way. I was just like, how weird is that? That you can create something that is so popular and then not benefit from it any way, but knowing that it actually accomplished something for you guys actually adds meaning to that whole strange chapter in my life. So I'm very appreciative of that. Thanks to Isaac for this interview. And thanks to you for listening. I've linked to more information about Isaac and his work in the show notes. If you like his meme, you'll love his published writing. This has been another episode of Bloodworks 101. We'll see you next time. Well, I met you at the blood bank. We were